The Money Podcast by best-selling author of Money, Rob Moore, dives into how to make, manage, and master money. How to know more, make more, and give more. How to save, invest, and raise money. The Money Podcast is for anyone who wants to make more money in a job, profession, or passion. For money masters and money disasters. They say money doesn't make you happy. Rob says it does. Hi, it's Rob here. How to choose the right income streams for you. How to assess whether how many you need and whether the timing is right, whether the strategy is right for you. Now, I'm going to list first the ways that I don't think are of a solid foundation to choose an income stream, a strategy and a niche for you. I see a lot of people in the various communities I'm in choosing an income stream for the following five reasons that I believe aren't right for longevity and sustainability. So the first thing is they're trying to find the absolute quickest. Like there's a strategy that exists that takes 30 days and another one that takes 90 days and another one that takes 300 days. It's not as binary as that. Um, There's a lot of variables to a strategy and and how well it aligns and fits with your experience and your skills and strengths and weaknesses, etc., which you'd be wise to take a little bit of time to work out. So don't just choose something because you perceive it's the quickest, because that could end up being the slowest or not happen for you at all. Okay, so the next criteria I think is is not a solid foundation to start an income stream is when people say, I'll just make a quick bit of income in this so then I can do what I love. But the reality is if they look at an income stream, you know, like something they can just smash and grab in, go in, make a quick bit of money so it can feel something I actually want to do, it's the wrong foundation on which to start an income stream because what generally happens is it's wrong for them they don't do it long enough deep enough or work hard enough at it to make it work they have false expectations of how long it takes and how much they wouldn't necessarily enjoy or want to commit and push through it i actually paradoxically think it's not about what will make you the quickest amount of money is the right income stream it's about what's the right income stream regardless of how long you perceive it will take So the next criterion, which I think is a really bad decision on which to make an income stream decision is what you perceive others are doing very well in. Oh, look at them over there. They're making loads of money in e-commerce or rent to rent or YouTubing or or whatever. Now, each one of those three income streams I've just told you, they absolutely work. There are thousands, hundreds of thousands, even a few million people across the world who've made money in those income streams. So pretty much any income stream that you could choose that's not a scheme or a scam works. And I'll give you an example in property. There's deal packaging, there's commercial property, there's buy-to-lets, there's HMOs. There's uh, people who run training businesses around property. There's buying through auctions, there's options. There's all sorts of different strategies in property investing. And they all work. And they all don't work. They don't work when you don't. They don't work when they're not right for you, for your area. They do work when the the correct criteria have been met, which I'll get to in a moment. Okay, so the fourth thing I think doesn't really work as a sustainable income stream is what's faddy. Someone's got into that because everyone's getting into that. Someone's got into that because in the next three weeks you can make some money out of it. Hey, there's a recession. I'm going to set up a cash for gold shop. You know, I think if you're going into something just because it's a pop-up shop type business or income stream, okay, you might be able to make a bit of short-term money. And and hey, sometimes people do make a bit of short-term money with a product or a service, which they know isn't right for them in the long term, but they get at the right time and they make some money. But that's probably not that common. And I don't think that's wise for your long-term sustainability. 
And then the next and final criteria, which I think is wrong for choosing your income stream or multiple income streams or new income stream is because it's new. Hey, I'm going to go into this because it's new, even though they hadn't made the last three or four things work. Um, I'm going to choose this income stream because it's going to save my life, you know, because um, I'm so impatient. And now, of course, people aren't necessarily going to admit those things. But I think if you're honest with yourself about why you're going in, into an income stream, if you want it to save your life, if you want it to be quicker, easier, faster, better than the 16 you tried before, well, the recurring pattern, the recurring theme might be you. I remember having a few relationship breakdowns and I sat down with my mum one time and I said, mum, I'm going out with all these weirdos in Peterborough, these loons. Why can't I find a decent woman in Peterborough? And mum was like, well, what's the common denominator in all these relationships? Yes, only a mum can say it in such a way. And of course, I was the common denominator. So I had to look at myself and work out what uh, pattern was I recurring to push all these you know, perfectly nice people away from me. So let me sum up these five and then I've got a criteria in which you can make really good decisions for your sustainable income. So don't make one what you perceive to be the quickest, even though it's not right. Don't um, try and go into a short term income stream so then you can do what you love because it'll probably end up taking longer and be worse. What you perceive everyone else is doing well at, that's a bad criteria for making a decision. Of course, you can assess what people are doing well in with a balanced view and then research it in a balanced way and check if it's right for you. But don't get into something because the herd is or because you see, just because they go and put a picture of keys up on Facebook or look at me smashing it, hustling, making millions, doesn't mean it's right for you. Okay, the fourth thing is what's faddy and really, you know, like you wouldn't just go and stop your world and go and set up a shop in the town centre in December just because, you know, you can make a load of sales in at Christmas time. And then what's new again, 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 because you're starting again, 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 that doesn't work. All right, so the right criteria for the right income streams for you are as follows. One, what you love to do. What you love to do, you'll probably monetize. What you love to do, you will endure the challenges. What you love to do, you'll figure out how to make money out of it and enjoy it. You'll want to do it for a long time. You'll show passion and enthusiasm, which will rub off on others. So if you're going to choose an income stream, now you can have something that you love to do and something that you want to uh, sort of be a pure capitalist and make money on. That's okay to balance those two opposing forces. But why don't you pick something you love to do rather than something you don't? Because the irony is a lot of people are choosing income streams they don't love to do to try and get a quick bit of income so they can choose the thing that they love to do, even though the thing that they don't love to do doesn't really work for them. They might as well have just chosen the thing that they love to do. Okay, the second thing is what income stream could you love to do for a long time? Now, there's plenty of things I'd love to do for five minutes, and I'm sure the same is for you. But there are a few things like podcasting, like building my personal brand, like property investment, like general business, like personal development, like authoring. Those things, those six things I've just mentioned, I know I'd love to do when I'm 40, 50, 60, 80. So of all the income streams that are there, don't get lured by the quick, flippant decisions or what others are doing, as I've just mentioned. Think, what could I love to do for a decade or a lifetime? Because you're going to work out the challenges. You're going to stick it at it when others give up. Even if it doesn't happen quickly, you know, you won't get this impatience and impetuosity, which many of us entrepreneurs, we're very susceptible to. So I think that's a wise basis to make your decision. What would you love to learn to do? You don't have to have all the answers now. And you can go into something where you're not not an expert yet. But make sure that you'd love to learn how to do it. You'd love to be a student of it for a long time. Okay, uh, four then. What are you already good at? What skills can you transmute into an income stream? You know, a lot of people have been doing 20 years a business model and it's like they want to throw it away to get into rent to rent. No, 
keep it going and start rent to rent part time and look at how you can transmute your skills into your new income stream. If you're really good in sales and you've got loads of experience, well, sales is good for rent to rent. It's good for deal packaging. It's good for doing um, direct to vendor deals because obviously there's some salesmanship in that. So look at what you're already good at and how you can transmute that into your new income stream. Four, and this seems a bit of a... Um, an obvious one, but it never occurred to me and it doesn't to many people I um, speak to, is why don't you just do what you're already doing, but more of it? You know, maybe you're already doing something well and you're looking at all these new income streams as sexy and faddy and new and you're assuming you've got to do something new, but often you just got to look at what you're already doing and do it 20% better. I remember having a board meeting and one of the um, non-exec members of our board and this was, whoa, it was a good six years ago. So for me, it's always new, new, new variety. I get excited about the new thing. And so we were looking at our business plan for next year. And I was going through all the ideas I had to our MD and to Mark and this non-exec board member. And I could see their brains melting in front of me, overwhelmed. And I was all excited about all these new things we could do. And this non-exec board member said, Rob, why do you have to start something new every year? Okay, from time to time when you haven't got enough things, you need to start a new thing. But I reckon when you've got three income streams, maybe a couple more, you're probably going to get a bit overwhelmed if you start more. Why don't you just look at what you're doing and see how you can get that 20 or 30% better? And by the way, that might take 50% more effort instead of 500% more effort. And it was kind of like a bit of one of those uh, moments where I was like, yeah, I'd never, that was such common sense. I'd never sort of thought of that before. So look at what you've already done, how you can transmute income into it. I speak to a lot of people who have got a lot of experience and often just teaching and training and packaging a product around that is a good decision to make an income stream, which is quickest, but also most sustainable. Because quickest income stream isn't quickest, full stop. It's quickest for you with your experience, your history, your locality, your passion, your previous profession, etc. Okay, five then. What leverages and builds on what you're already doing? So maybe setting up a letting agency isn't a good thing to do if you've never bought a property. But if you've got 50 properties, well, setting up a letting agency, you're already leveraging what you're already doing. If you're already doing 10 viewings a week, then selling a package deal, selling one of those to someone else is leveraging what you're already doing. If you've already been in retail for many years, then having an information product or doing e-retail and e-commerce, it leverages what you're already doing. If you're already a salesman in one area or a saleswoman, then selling another product, it leverages what you're already doing. So why start again, 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 when you have to go back to scratch? Water and fertilize the seed you've already planted rather than plant a seed again and again, 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 when you have to grow all the roots again. So the next one is what works for you, not for everyone else, not for the people you perceive to be doing well, but what works for you. So I'll give you some property specific examples. The right strategy is not the right strategy for the market. It's your area, what works in your area, what works for your level of experience, your amount of finance that you have available, the resources and contacts and team and you know the power team of brokers and solicitors and refurb teams that you have available to you, how much time you have in the week. You can't compare yourself and your right income stream to someone who's got 60 hours a week when you've got 10 hours a week. So you have to look at where you're at, the time you've got, the experience you've got, the money you've got, the contacts you've got, the area you're in, the assets you already have, and then like you'd overlay a blueprint of tracing paper, try and merge over the criteria, the income stream that fits for you. And that means not being allured or distracted by other people and other income streams or comparing yourself to others and feeling like you're not going fast enough. Sometimes the feeling that you're not doing it fast enough and well enough is the biggest distraction ever. And sometimes impatience is your enemy, not your friend. 
On the one hand, impatience makes you hustle. It makes you work harder. You know, it makes you just push that little bit more. But what it can make you do is make bad decisions when those moments where you have to wait or be bored or analyze or research some more, you can really sabotage your own progress by being impatient. All right, then, then the penultimate thing is, could you merge a passion and profession? What could you love to do that's also a business? What you could, could you make money at and enjoy doing and you do that wasn't work anyway? So for Mark and I, general property, business, for me, the branding, the personal development, the podcast, the personal branding, the authoring, that was a way to package up and monetize what I already knew, which was property and business, but something that I love to do. I'm sitting here talking to you about a subject I'm enthused by. I'm recording it live into the progressive community and I'm also recording it on the Zoom H1 and it's likely to be a podcast episode or two. You know, I didn't have anything to do at this time anyway and and this is what I'd like to do, share my knowledge with people and help people be successful if capitalism and money weren't a thing. And so I'd suggest that if you can do that too, find that thing that you love to do that could also be a profession, then you've got sustainability, you'll go through the challenges. Because what happens is everyone's excited and everyone's doing well when it's easy. But then when you have a big challenge, you know, the market changes, regulation changes, you need to have, you have some, some kind of legal or health and safety issue, or you get a massive downval, or, you, you know, money is stuck, or you lose some money, that's the test. Do you still really love it overall when you're having the challenges? And the test for you is, if you want to give up immediately, as soon as there's like the first sort of sign of a challenge, it probably means you don't love to do it. You've probably picked the wrong criteria for the income stream. Okay, and then finally, what income stream has longevity, has sustainability, could work through the cycles? You could be enthused for for a very long time. That's a wise one to pick. So let me summarize them all then. The feedback I'm often given is I talk fast and the summaries are useful. Okay, so choosing the right income stream for you. Here are the five criteria for not choosing and then the eight or nine criteria I think that's right for choosing. Take some time to work through these. It might take a little bit more time up front, but it makes it will save you a lot of time and energy and wasted time and frustration and chopping and changing in the long run. So don't choose what's the quickest because you think it's the quickest. Don't choose what's short-term money to then go and do what you really love. Don't choose what you perceive other people are doing well in. Find out what the reality is. Don't choose what's faddy and sort of transient. Don't choose something new again, giving up from the last time, the last time, the last time, again, 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 again. Check you're not repeating certain patterns that don't serve you. So the criteria to choose to get the right balance of multiple income streams for you are what could you love to do? What could you love to do for a very long time? What would you learn to do with passion and enthusiasm? What could you love to learn to do? What would you be a perennial student in? What are you already good at? What are you already doing that you could do more of? What could leverage what you're already doing? What have you already got experience on that you could build on that you could leverage? What works for your specific criteria? Sorry, my brain's not working the last few days. So your locality, your strengths, your weaknesses, your level of experience, your current resources, your access to finance, your access to time, all of those criteria should be factored into choosing your new add-on income stream. What could be a passion profession merge and what has longevity and sustainability for you and for the market? So I hope this has been useful. Thanks for tuning in. And remember, if you don't risk anything, you risk everything.